Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Mag Heroes, a show about people who make magazines. I'm Dan Rowden. In this episode, I chatted with Sean Dagan Wood, editor of the UK magazine Positive News. The mag is now on its sixth magazine issue, following an 83 issue stint as a free newspaper, and reports only on, you guessed it, Positive News. It was great hearing from Sean about the magazine's origins, its ethical and positive outlook on the world, and how they partner with like-minded organisations to support their mission. Listen on for more. This episode is brought to you by Subsale, an all-in-one subscription platform for indie magazines, making it incredibly easy to sell recurring subscriptions and manage your subscribers. Subsale is my new product, and I built it just for indie publishers to help them sell more subscriptions and to make managing subscribers a breeze. I've talked to a lot of publishers like Sean over the past year, listened to their pain points, and put together a comprehensive subscription platform entirely based on their feedback. There's nothing else quite like it. Subsale is totally free for your first 50 subscriptions and starts at less than $1 a day after that. Sign up now at subsale.com, S-U-B-S-A-I-L.com. Now on with the show. Hi Sean, how's it going? Hi Dan, going well thanks. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, doing fine. It's a nice autumn day here, or winter's day here in Russia's. Oh, not, very, not very cold. It's really warm in London today, which is lovely. Yeah, that's nice. Nice to hear. I was, it was snowing in some parts of Europe a few weeks <laughs> ago, so... It's good that spring is on its way. Yes, it is. So you are editor of Positive News. Yeah. Can you intro the magazine for anyone who hasn't come across the magazine before? Yeah, so Positive News magazine is a magazine for good journalism about good things. Um, So it's published quarterly in print and we publish daily online at positive.news. And um, we're all about offering a balance to the predominantly negative focus of much of the rest of the news media. Um, so the idea is that we tell compelling stories through rigorous journalism about where progress is being made and about possibilities for positive change. Um, so it's, the idea is to offer a different lens on the world and one that leaves people informed, but also inspired and empowered to respond to that information. Um, so um, what's really important for us is that we do that through good journalism so it's not fluffy happy stories that are meant to make you feel good but it's really socially relevant important stories but looking at those stories through a lens of where the progress is being made um, and positive responses to the social and environmental challenges that we face yeah that's yeah it's a nice uh positive magazine <laughs> interestingly enough yeah. um, but you're you're now on your 89th issue yeah um, um, so it's been going for a while it has so it's the 89th issue but it's um, actually um, only the um, sixth as a magazine um, okay. so the publication itself has been going since 1993 
And it started from a founder's kitchen table. She just decided that um, she wanted to create something that gave a voice to all the positive change that she saw going on, that she was aware of, that she felt wasn't represented in the media, that wasn't being exposed. Um, and she started it off as a newsprint publication. So for many years, about 20 years, it was actually a newspaper format. And it grew steadily. Um, and it, was, it had this wonderful support network where um, people in our founders' local area um, started spreading around copies. It was, it was, they were free to start with. And then it gradually spread around the UK like that and built up this grassroots following over the years. Um, and it built this network of 200 reader distributors who used to distribute the free paper where they lived. And eventually thousands of copies were going out for free. Um, but it was that model was based on a lot of charitable support and donations um, from individuals who could afford to support it. Um, and that wasn't sustainable long term. And uh, I came along about eight years ago, I actually started volunteering for the um, organisation in my spare time. And it, it just rapidly built from there to the point when um, the organisation was passed to me in 2012. And then um, we eventually in 2015 changed the model. Um, and at the start of that, we did a crowdfunding campaign to raise some investment, um, but it was a community share offer. So what we did was created a cooperative and we sold shares in a new cooperative to our readers and our journalists and anybody who wanted to support it. So we're now actually owned by one and a half thousand of our readers in 33 countries around the world. Um, and with that, that investment, we've been growing the organisation. And at the start of 2016, we turned it into a beautiful, high quality, independent magazine, um, which has taken us in a new direction. Um, and so our focus has been on continuously strengthening the quality of the journalism and um, the quality of the publication. Um, and it's been a, a really exciting time for us. Yeah, and the magazine that's come out of all that change is quite quite a lovely magazine. Thank you. Um, I have the 88th issue here that I got through Sampler. Great. Um, yeah, it was lovely to get so that. So that's the one with, um, we've got Miss Marvel on the front. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. that was a great issue. Was it, it came out just after the... Um, uh, the US election and um, we, we found it was an amazing time where people really wanted to find some alternative sources of news and find out um, about some positive change going on and, and uh, you know, positive responses to a lot of the, the issues that people were concerned about around the election and the changes going mm -hmm. on in politics. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice antidote to all that, to sit around and read just... Uh, like interesting and well-written stories, but all, all with a good kind of vibe to them. Mm. It's nice, definitely a nice place to escape to. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's. Um, we hope that as obviously, it, you know, it is, it's an enjoyable read and it's a magazine that you can spend time with. But um, also that there's there's value in the the content in that it, it gives people a way to to digest what's going on in the world that doesn't leave them, you know, despairing or. I mean. So many people have had that conversation where you say, oh, there's, you know, the news is all just doom and gloom now. And it's, um, I think that has a, real, has a real big impact on us as individuals and on you know, how we participate in society and see other people and so on. So um, I think it's really important to, to give people a different way to see and engage in, in what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, so your latest issue 
Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Got another sure. nice cover. Yeah, so um, issue 89, um, which came out in April, and the cover um, we were really happy with. It's, uh, it's actually been, um, it's the most controversial cover we've done yet because, so it, the, um, the cover line for our, for our cover feature is sex when pleasure comes first. It's the first time we put sex on our cover um, and, you know, in a way it's a cliche magazine thing to do. But of course, um, the way we're tackling it, the, the feature is all about sex education and um, it's fascinating. We're, we're looking at um, people and, and different groups in different communities and institutions around the world where they're trying to turn sex education on its head and, and help engage people, young people in particular, in sex education through talking about pleasure first. So the idea is that, you know, rather than just talking about the dangers of what could go wrong and focusing on that, um, that it's much more effective if we start talking about, you know, the reason why most people have sex is pleasure. And so if pleasure's talked about, actually maybe then that can lead into more conversations, more understanding and a better way to actually tackle the issues um, that sex education tries to tackle. So um, we spoke to some interesting people who were working on that in different ways, um, whether it's in schools in, in somewhere like the UK or whether it's in certain communities um, in other parts of the world, such as Africa, where um, you know, there might be more taboos around sex and helping to break down those barriers. Um, and, and, you know, so to, in order to support people's sexual health and sexual rights and equality and so on. Um, and um, so we got a great response to, to the cover. We did a photo shoot with um, uh, two models who were a couple. So it was, it was great that we found a couple um, who, who could both work on the shoot because we wanted a really authentic image of, um, of pleasure um, for the cover and, and for the, the, the shots with the, the feature inside. Um, but then there were uh, a number of readers who kind of took one look at it and were like, oh, you've got a, a white woman on the cover looking, um, you know, sexual and, and experiencing pleasure and, and kind of immediately making a, a judgment that um, that might be a stereotypical magazine thing to do. And it was really interesting to see the different responses. Um, and um, But once people read the feature and got the bigger picture of what we were doing with that, it was... Um, most people there uh, really clicked with it. Um, mm. And yeah, so it was, a, it was a great shoot. We worked with a great photographer called Tara Moore, um, which was um, really good. She was really supportive of what we're doing and um, we, we f we're really happy with the, the result for that one. Um, and then there's some, some of my favorite features in the magazine. One in particular is um, about far-right extremism, um, where we interviewed people who used to be part of um, far-right extremist groups and who've now left those groups and are helping other people do the same and to abandon extremism and to help them with dealing with that shift in identity and leaving that life behind. Um, and it's a challenging topic, um, but we felt it was really important to look at like deeper ways that that extremism can be tackled rather than just immediate surface responses but how do we help people drawn towards that to you know to, to meet their needs in a more healthy way whether it's for belonging identity and whatever it is that might drive them towards that um, so it was um, you know they're very candid interviews with these people who'd you know and some of them had um, committed crimes and 
and had passed they weren't proud of whatsoever. Um, but we looked at how they'd come to terms with that and how they'd moved on and were helping others too. And um, we had some beautiful illustrations for that by uh, Sebastian Tibolt as well. So uh, we were really excited about that feature. Um, how do you, do you find when you're going into these challenging topics, is it, is it easy to get like the positive like spin on things or is it sometimes a struggle yeah, to uh, well, find people? It's, um, yeah. I mean, on the whole, it's like there's so many more positive stories out there um, than we're able to cover at the moment. So it's never difficult to kind of to find stories. Um, when it comes to challenging topics, um, I mean, we certainly never try to put a positive spin on something artificially. Um, and, we, you know, we don't kind of look at the mainstream news agenda and think, right, how do we make this positive? Um, what, what we do is just, you know, we try to find our own news agenda for where the most exciting positive change is happening. But with most topical issues and, and things that might, might be in the kind of public consciousness, there, there usually are seeds of change. And for, I mean, pretty much always that there's a story there somewhere. You know, for every problem there is, there's someone somewhere doing something innovative about it, making progress. Um, and I think that's why it's really important that those stories are shared, because even though we know that the news only covers a fragment of what's going on in the world, and it tends to focus on um, humanity at its worst and, and things that are most dangerous um, you know, or, or threats to us, but um, I think the biggest story that that creates is one that suggests that everything's getting worse, that, you know, that, um, that triggers fears and anxieties. And, and it doesn't tell a great story about the world and who we are. And so um, I think finding those stories of progress and where the seeds of change and transformation are and looking at them, investigating them with rigorous journalism is is really valuable because it shifts, I find personally, it, it, for me, it, it shifts my sense of what's possible for us. Um, I think that's a really empowering thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, alongside your co-op and all the people who like own the magazine or the, mm. the company, um, you also have your uh, membership system or like um, membership plan. Yeah. Um, can you, yeah, tell us about that. Sure. So, um, yeah, we, we found that we've always had incredible grassroots support. So when we looked at shifting our business model and our ownership model, we decided that we really wanted to put our readers first and, and connect them as a community and have them at the heart of positive news. So we're looking to grow a membership model, um, starting with, with the share off where we actually offered ownership so people could get really close to the organisation um, and our, our co-owners get the opportunity to elect the directors um, who steer the organisation. And in time, we want to offer them more ways to have an input on the magazine, so start going to them with um, ways to influence the editorial. Um, but um, then with the, the membership scheme more widely, we, we offer two forms of membership at the moment. People can be supporter members or subscriber members. So if you want to get the print magazine, you can sign up as a subscriber member. Um, and as well as getting the magazine, you're part of our community and you, you get um, priority invitation or, or free tickets to events that we run, get exclusive emails about what's going on here behind the scenes. Um, and then if you become a supporter, a supporter membership, that's a way for people who um, 
you know, don't necessarily want a print magazine, prefer to read online where all our content's free, but want to support our purpose as a not-for-profit organisation and supporter members can just make a small monthly donation um, and get some of the member benefits. So we're looking to grow this membership scheme, um, offer more tiers of membership, more ways for people to join our community and support our purpose. Because um, we really feel that, you know, as well as creating a great magazine, which we love doing, we, we also want to help influence other media and help shape a more constructive media industry, um, which we do through running training programs as well, for example. Um, so whole growing field of what's being called constructive journalism um, which media are starting to adopt in different ways which which is about good quality journalism but with a more constructive mindset um, and giving value to those positive stories yeah and uh, has how is the membership um, stuff going is it is it uh, supporting the magazine as you'd hoped it hoped it would yeah, it's it's growing. It's 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 growing slowly but surely. Um, and we're a very small organisation, really small team um, in our core team, and we work with all freelance journalists. So um, it's a very lean operation. Um, but um, you know, we're yeah, we're people responding really well to the magazine. It's um, we're growing our readership, um, and people really want to be part of it. And that's, I think. Um, the membership model is good for us because um, people really resonate with our purpose as well as the content itself. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a really important part of our model. It's the, the main revenue for us. Mm. And uh, you also have interesting um, kind of advertising. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a slightly different take on it. Yeah, that's right. So in 2015, when we ran our share offer and um, wrote a new business plan and we decided to abandon conventional advertising, which we'd had before, um, because it takes a lot of resources to sell it, um, and print advertising is declining, everyone's going digital. So we also didn't want random adverts disrupting a beautiful magazine. So we decided, instead we'd create a partnership scheme. So we have this scheme called Brands of Inspiration. And so what we've done is we've gone to um, organisations that share our values, inspiring organisations, social enterprises, um, organisations that are having a, clearly a real positive impact on society or the environment. Um, and in, so we have an annual scheme where we give them a regular promotional page in the magazine, um, but we actually design them to a template so they're not kind of random adverts that disrupt it. Um, they fit in beautifully with the magazine. Um, and because they're part of the scheme, it's a kind of premium endorsement for the partner brand. Um, and then we also do some branded content for them online. Uh, we get them involved at our events um, and other ways that we promote them. So it's more of a stronger relationship, an ongoing relationship for the kind of organisations that um, our, our readers would really want to know about. Um, and um, Can you give some examples? Yeah, sure. So at the moment... Um, one of our partners, for example, is Triodos Bank, which is the world's most sustainable bank. Um, so they invest in social enterprises and charities, and you can go on their website and see everyone that they invest in, so it's all transparent. Um, and then we have um, Pucker Herbs, who create um, herbal teas that a lot of people will be familiar with, and they've got really strong ethics. Um, they give 1% of their turnover to environmental causes, 
Um, everything's fair trade and organic. They're a certified B Corp. Um, and then we have um, the phone co-op, which is a telecoms cooperative. Um, and again, you know, really high ethical standards in what they do. So um, it, it works really well for us because, you know, we're only working with the kind of organisations that um, we might mention in articles anyway. Um, um, but we obviously we draw a very clear line between any any um, branded content um, is clearly marked that we run online and uh, all the other content's completely independent. So the partners don't have influence on our editorial. Mm. Well, I'm really impressed with all that because, yeah, flicking through the magazine, you also get to find out these brands that obviously are helping the magazine exist, <clears throat> but you're also helping them and you're helping the people reading. And, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I really like your scheme. Cheers. Yeah, I mean, we're really trying to connect the dots with everything we do and we feel like the brands are part of the community as well because they share the values. Um, and so, yeah, we're trying to kind of create a complete model that's got that integrity to our purpose, which, mm. we, uh, you know, we feel our members then, you know, they like that, they respect that. So they're more inclined to want to support us because we're transparent about the fact that we need reader support. That's our main support. We're not dependent on advertising. Um, and we say to them, we really need you to support us. And uh, um, more and more people are doing so. So mm. That's yeah. cool. Um, well, thanks for the uh, the run through of the magazine. Um, just to wrap up, do you have some magazines that you'd recommend to the listeners? Yeah, sure. So um, I probably have to mention Delayed Gratification, because um, I love it, Slow Journalism Approach. Um, you know, it's when... When, especially when you're working in the, in the industry and you're caught up in all the news and everything, then um, I love spending some time with delayed gratification and, and recapping um, everything that's happened over the past quarter and just getting that perspective, that long-term perspective on what's going on and connecting the dots. Um, and, you know, if it's a trustworthy publication. Um, and then um, I've mentioned The Outpost, which is a great magazine, um, it's, they bring stories of possibility from the Arab world. And when I first discovered that, I thought, fantastic. Here's a magazine with a similar kind of ethos um, from one of the places where you least often hear any positive stories or any kind of narratives of progress. So I think that's fantastic. Um, and then at the moment, I've just started reading um, Ethos magazine, new magazine. Um, I've got their first issue. Um, which is all about good business and innovations in business and the economy. So um, and that's really interesting for me as someone who's trying to shape new business models with social purpose, what we do. Um, and I've just been sent a copy of a magazine called Stand, um, which their strapline is for men who give a damn. Um, I haven't started reading that one yet, but it looks really interesting. Um, obviously, there's loads of men's magazines out there and I, n I never read any of them they don't particularly appeal to me but this sounds sounds good it sounds like something with a bit more thought and care and a bit less um fashion advertising um so that resonates for me um yeah yeah cool thanks some yeah good choices in there <clears throat> um well thanks for uh, taking the time to have a chat um you're welcome good luck with the next issue chatting. when when's the next issue out yeah, so issue 90, the next issue is out at the start of July. Um, so we're mm -hmm. just 
putting that together at the moment, um, starting to get busier and busier, getting towards that manic period. Um, mm. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, well, good luck with that and uh, your membership scheme and thank you the whole business. Um, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, and thank thank you for being such a great supporter of independent magazines. No worries, it's very easy to do <laughs> when there's such good magazines to support. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks again. All right. Cheers, Dan. See ya. Cheers. again to Sean for coming on for a chat and thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed it if you have any comments or feedback please reach out on Twitter at MagHeroes or you can email MagHeroes at danrowden.com you can find all previous MagHeroes episodes at MagHeroes.net or on SoundCloud you can also subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or any podcast app and get updates on Twitter on the at MagHeroes account And don't forget to check out subsell.com if you're a publisher who dreads opening your subscriber spreadsheet. Until next time, cheers!